Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the 143. We're here with you, episode 62. And we are hyped for this episode. We have brought to you a baseball episode. And let's just get a little bit of house cleaning out of the way. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. So, if you can... You can probably tell my voice is a little bit raspy. So, took a trip out to Arizona, you know, scout out the talent, and he did. all that dry air just killed my throat. And so, Sunday morning, I just woke up and I had no voice. And so, for the past few days, I have been just inhaling cough drops and drinking so much water, trying to nurse this puppy back to health. And this is the best we could do. So this is we, how it's going to be. We waited till the last second. This is what we got from Nick. This is uh, we're we're doing this on you know Tuesday night, uh, not too long before this episode releases actually. So uh, mm-hmm. you know this is what we got, and you can still hear Nick's uh, just beautiful harmony in the voice that he has. It's it's still. It's just there. not about the sound of my voice. It's just about what I'm saying, and that's all that matters. Yeah, Nick took a took a trip out to spring training to watch our boys, um, you know, battle it out and surprise. Yeah, the boys in blue. They're um, at it again. They're looking pretty disgusting this year. In a good way. Disgusting in a good way. There we yes, go. Yes, there we go. Uh, that trip was uh, was it sponsored by Andrews Logistics? Nick? It was indeed. It was okay. Yes. There we go. Our wonderful sponsor. I actually took a trip out there with the owner. You know, we had a good conversation. Got some good out relations. there on the field. Yeah, good relations mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. All right, time to jump into it. Let's get started with the stat of the week, brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Andrews Logistics. The magic number is five, ladies and gentlemen. Five would be the amount of home runs that Trey Turner hit in the World Baseball Classic. He led everybody in home runs uh, with five in a few weeks. It's I mean it's pretty impressive. Um, he had some pretty big home runs for Team USA. Uh, unfortunately, we lost tonight in the championship, which is also why we're waiting to record this episode. We're going to see what developed there. Uh, Team USA lost to Team Japan three to two in the championship, and we'll get into that in a sec. But uh, that was your stat of the week. Your player of the week. Obviously, Trey Turner, nicknamed Mr. President, this past week as he has been dropping bombs. And like Joseph said, he hit five home runs. And that was in the span of six games. That's impressive. Totaling 11 RBIs, nine total hits, accumulating six runs. And he had a batting average of 391. Wow, that is impressive. Very, very impressive. He was extremely productive. For the United States of America, unfortunately, not enough. Um, actually, want to call out one player that you know had an opportunity to do something, do something. So, bottom of the ninth, no outs, uh, guy on first. We're down by one. I'm sorry, top of the ninth. We're down by one. Uh, Mookie Betts gets up to the plate, and there's a guy on first. You're down by one. So, what's the goal? To score the guy on first, right? Obviously, you'd love a home run, but can't always get one. So basically, worst case scenario would have been a double play. And Mookie Betts is a very good baseball player. Uh, he's uh, currently on a very big deal uh, for the Dodgers. He's getting paid lots of money to do his job. And uh, on the biggest stage, to win his country the ship, he grounded into a double play. Effectively killed the inning. Uh, Shohei Otani struck out Mike Trout to end the game. And Japan took the World Baseball Classic in the United States of America. And if that's not a kick in the face, 
Actually, I got to be honest. I, don't I, know what it is. I I can't take that. That cannot stand. Can't we get just the taste let, out of my mouth. We just let Japan march into our house and take our food. Like, come on, guys. How are we gonna let them do? Are that? Are you serious right now? I mean, obviously, Japan really good baseball team. Um, they they earned it, and we yeah, did not. Absolutely. We blew we blew the opportunity that we had with no outs. Our offense was really not I mean, there. No outs and a base runner when you're down by one. That's pretty much the best situation you could hope for in the last inning of that game i mean absolutely and um honestly i would not have expected it from mookie betts but i think mookie betts has shown even in the world series that he he's not the guy in those clutch moments that you probably rely on i mean um, we had nine hits um we had more hits than them over the course of more hits than them. that entire game so we were able to get guys on base we just couldn't couldn't bring him in Move him around. And obviously our two runs came from two, had a, two had a solo run. home runs. Trey Turner had a solo and Kyle Schwarber had a solo home obviously, run. Obviously, uh, the whole game's not on Mookie. That was just that one situation where we really did not need a double play. But it was just like we were in a good spot because the leadoff batter got walked. And then... That's that's honestly... Put a pinch runner in. Bobby Wood Jr. came to run for uh, Goldsch- or, yeah, Goldschmidt. And then, you know, you get... Mookie Betts, who's a really, really good hitter, very talented. I mean, I would have, I would have been okay with Mookie Betts in that situation, and he just grounds into a double play. I mean, I think effectively just thing killed that, it. The thing that made it even worse is not only were we only down by one, top of the ninth. Uh, our guy that walked was, I'm pretty sure he was the ninth batter we were get we just hit the top of the lineup so we had all our our power hitters all our guys yeah we were about to get into the guts of the lineup i mean mike trout was the last out of the world series and um I, he had an opportunity too and he couldn't make the best of it and obviously you really can't pin that on him because no i i mean at, mookie's double play effectively killed the momentum that we had going there and uh kind of just took the air out of team usa I will say, uh, I think, you know, it was a hard-fought game, and I'm proud of the way we played up until then. Uh, but, you know... It was just frustrating because our offense was, you know, they kind of caught fire at the right time. They caught fire right at the end of pool play. Oh, yeah. Against um, Team Canada, mm-hmm. right? And then we... Put it on Venezuela. Kept the momentum through the playoffs, right? Smoked Venezuela and Cuba. beat Cuba, but then just kind of stopped for some reason yeah. tonight. And that was pretty disappointing because, I mean, to hold Japan to three runs with the pitching that we had is pretty impressive. We did not have very good Because pitchers. we had honestly nobody. Yeah, they were not they were not named guys, not guys anybody <laughs> would recognize really. Um, none of the big names for us came out. Not Scherzer, not Verlander. Not much like DeGrom. you can understand Degrom not going because you know he had just gotten off an injury, so he, I mean, he hadn't started pitching for us I'm until sure the, a week I'm sure ago. The so Rangers, he's trying to nurse his arm well, back. I'm sure, to the health. Rangers also might have had a hand in not letting him do that. Which, yeah, obviously you want to keep Degrom close to the chest because, like I said, he was just off an injury, so you're just trying to rehabilitate him and make sure he does not. I mean, the rest of the guys in the MLB, a lot of them are playing for their own countries. I will, I will say Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer let me down. All right, y'all are making a lot of money. You're given an opportunity to play for your country. I and mean, they turned it down. It's like with the weapons that we had, we could have shut out. We should have shut out everybody. Oh yeah. With the pitchers we had available to us in the United States, that 
but unfortunately didn't play. We I feel like we could have shut out anyone. I really wish our best guys would have played. And Robert uh, Manfred, the commissioner of the MLB, came out and said the same thing. He said next time he wants our guys out there. Yeah, whatever, um, dude. Okay, great. A little too late for that now. I mean, we could sit sit up here and all day all day and talk about Robert Manfred and his questionable commissioner yeah, uh, antics. But yeah, you can come out with a quote like that after it's over. That's fine. Um, honestly, he seemed pretty happy about Shohei Otani at the end. I saw him presenting him the trophy. So, mm-hmm. um, but we won't we won't get into that. I I mean, at the end of the day, a hard fought series, a hard fought classic. But what do we always say here on Under Review? If you don't win the last game of the season. Nobody, Nobody cares. cares. So Japan took the trophy. And hey, another thing we need to mention a little bit about the World Baseball Classic is the game between us and Great Britain, which was our first game of pool play. We ended up good. smoking them, right? And there was a lot of um, rivalry there because obviously in the World Cup, mm-hmm. right, um, they were we were basically getting made fun of because they were like, "Oh, you're gonna see what happens when you play a sport that everyone else in the world plays." And we ended up tying them, and essentially, which apparently that was a good thing. And I gotta be honest, I was I had no clue you could tie in the World Cup. I was like, "Oh, so that, I didn't know that either." That's what it is. We're not super big soccer connoisseurs, but anyways, and then everyone in America on the media took it as a win, and everyone in England was essentially embarrassed. Taking so it as a loss. That's so. why. I was looking forward to this game against Great Britain, and we ended up smoking him, right? Because we got to take it to him in our sport. We show him how we play here in America. We've actually fielded questions as as to why we don't talk about soccer. I don't really know how to take a tie, okay? But I'm not sure I was feeling like we won and because we tied. So, you know, right. I, I just don't know how to feel about that. Um, I'm glad we didn't lose, but am I supposed to feel good about the fact that we didn't win? You know, what? How do you? What do you do about a tie at that point? So, uh, so that's one of the big reasons why we just. Uh, I mean, that's why I was excited it. for this. Like I said, this game mm-hmm. in the classic because I was like, all right, we're just gonna take it to them. Oh, you know what sport doesn't tie? We don't tie. You know what sport doesn't tie? Baseball. Literally, like every other one in America. That's actually a good point. Most most sports don't tie in the NFL. It's very hard to tie. Very difficult. I mean, all right. I know we're not talking about soccer, but I just got to bring this up. Like. Imagine watching Nick. Nick, it is your show. Imagine watching go ahead. ninety minutes of a game, right? And then however long overtime is, what is that like? Thirty minutes? I think it's a uh, ten more. Minutes. Or it's wait, it's two, two ten, ten minutes. It's two ten minute halves. So you so you watch a hundred and ten minutes. So almost two hours of a game, just to not see a winner, and like people find pleasure in that. You know, maybe this offseason we should do an episode on uh, soccer versus football because we've had a couple of friends of Dare ours. Dare I say it is beyond me because couple, it is. A couple of friends of ours have come out and said some pretty preposterous things uh, about the how soccer is more exciting than American football. Um, obviously, that's a matter of opinion. Uh, that is it's not, really not, not my opinion. It's really not a matter of opinion because if you get, say that, you're wrong. We're going to give back to baseball here, but maybe be on the lookout for an episode like that. Uh, but World Baseball Classic, very disappointing in the end, and to lose by one run with an opportunity like we had in the ninth, uh, just took the took the air out. Um, very deflating. Wish we we could come on here and talk about how the USA finally how won. How good we did, but finally beat the world at something, uh, and we can't. So, uh, anyways, there were a lot of off season trades, moves, and MLB things MLB's that happened. Looking, looking to be exciting, and I I think the 
folk I mean the first thing we should talk about not even the players the game's changing a little bit um I know out there in spring training, you got to see the implementation of the pitch the clock. Pitch clock. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, so obviously what the pitch clock does is it restricts. So the huge problem, let's back up a little bit. The huge problem with baseball is that they're not getting viewers because a lot of people that didn't play the game of baseball can't find the beauty in it because it's super slow. And it's I very can, slow. I can admit as a baseball slow. fan, it's slow, but that didn't bother me. You have but to really love the game to. It's only the, the guys that played baseball that can right. really appreciate it. Right. And so the MLB was like, "All right, so how do we change this?" Because they needed to get viewers up. They're because, losing money. Yes, they're losing money. So, with the pitch clock, right? What it does is it restricts pitchers to where essentially they cannot just like you know walk around. They can't step off a million times. They got like what I want to say like twenty seconds. And, fourteen or yeah, fourteen, something like that. Sorry, and it's the you have to start your movement before the clock hits zero, and then the batter has the same thing. He has to get in the box, he has to get set. And what that did was it reduced, you know, batters stepping out and taking like, you know, a bunch of practice swings, yeah, readjusting, readjusting their gloves. Yep. So it got to the point where guys are keeping one foot in, taking one foot out, kind of looking down at the third base coach, and then they're back in it. Basically, and, you get the sign, you get back in the box. Yes, and it cut game times down a whole bunch because now games are finishing two and a half hours. Yeah, they're cutting them down by about about around 30 Whereas minutes before, on they're about thir- or three hours three plus. Three to three and a half, yeah. I mean, um, it's been huge, and uh, I, th- I think I applaud the MLB for taking um, – Taking that out, adding the pitch clock, and if the batter doesn't do it in the right time, it's a strike. I don't know what happens with the pitcher. Is it a ball? It's a ball, yeah. Okay, so obviously it hurts the team either way. I think it's really helping. You've seen some guys get called out because of this in spring training, and it's really going to change the game for the better, make it faster. And obviously you don't need all that dead space. It's like Essentially it's like the play clock in football. Like You can't take more than 25 seconds in between right. plays. Right, because so there's, no, moving. there's no clock in baseball. Obviously, up until now. So, it was kind of up to the pitcher and the batter. You know, the play doesn't start until the pitcher's on the rubber and the batter's in the box. And there was no clock up until this point. So, it was kind of whenever. Whenever this guy felt like getting up and getting ready. They recently changed to the, you can't, you know, the mound visits. used to, it was like, put a guy in for one batter, pull him, another bullpen. They've made rules now to... To lessen that, I think you get like they you have limited, to face at least they three batters. Limited mound visits, yes. Uh, limited mound visits, face at least three batters per pitcher. Uh, the MLB is taking a lot of steps in the right direction. They even they made the bases a little bit bigger because the thought process behind that is it reduces injury because you're less likely to step on the mm. first baseman or the second baseman or whatever that may be, and also steal more bases. So that mm-hmm. kind of adds a little more of an excitement factor into the game. It's not just the pitcher and the batter now. It's also the base runner right. has a chance. Right, And then also they, uh, the last big thing they did is eliminate the shift. Basically, not not fully, but the fact is uh, shortstop and third base can't go past second. Second base and first – second baseman, first baseman can't go past. Right. Second. You have to stay in stay your, your respected – side of the base I love that. and you can't be on the outfield grass as an infielder so you can be on the edge of the dirt but you can't enter and the grass so you can't play as a rover right like what you've seen with joey gallo is when they'll stick literally seven guys 
or however many Pretty it is. Pretty much the entire team is on in right field, the right side of the field. And he still hits it over there somehow. So hopefully guys like him will, he, I don't know, maybe he'll I would say he's off. been the biggest advocate for eliminating the shift because that's very much affecting his batting average and his paycheck. So um, he's super happy that that's gone. I just think that it'll be more exciting without the shift because it takes away hits. Um, and because of the shift, it's very hard to be uh, super strategic. Baseball's become so much about strikeouts and home runs, and I think the MLB is trying to get the idea of strategy back into it while making the game right. faster. I love everything the MLB's done. Um, all these rule changes, I think it's great for the game, and hopefully we'll bring in more. I think that the last big thing they need to do, though, is they got to cut down on the amount of games. The reason you're not bringing in revenue from television is because like the amount of games mean the games are a lot less important. The NFL gets tons of money per game because there's only 18. You know, in the regular season, every game, every game counts. There's only 17 per team. And every game counts. For baseball, it's like, you know, you lose a game, it's kind of like basketball. Like it's not the end of the world. And with baseball, it's even more so because they have double the games that yeah, basketball they have has. 162 games a year. So it's like a a loss uh, nobody wants to lose, but you lose, I mean, you play it's the next like day. You lose, it's kind of like whatever. Play almost. the next day. Right. Um, and so I think they need to cut down on the amount of games. But they're taking steps in the right direction right now. And um, love what they love what they've done. So there weren't a ton of huge offseason moves. And we've already talked about the Rangers signing to ground, which honestly probably was the biggest offseason move um, to sign him. And then Trey Turner went to the Phillies. Uh, some right. guys moved around. Uh, but with all the changes, Nick, uh, as we are uh, running a little lower on time, uh, what two teams you like? What team out of the AL? What team out of the NL you like? Right now? Well, obviously, I love the uh, the Rangers. Obviously, do I think they're going to make it out of the AL? No, probably not. The, the thing, Rangers are moving in the right direction. Absolutely. But the thing that I hate is that the Astros are still going to be good. They are very good. As much as I hate to admit that as a Rangers fan, Objectively, as a sports analyst slash fan, I have to admit you can't knock what they've done. That they, they are they are good. They have been good, and they're going to be good for a long time. The to Astros come. Uh, front office is very good at what they do. Their farm system is very good. Uh, the studs that have been coming out of their farm system, uh, Pena, um, right. Alvarez, those guys, they're all coming out of the farm system. Uh, They've done a good job, as much as I hate to say that as well. But you can't really argue when they keep going to the World Series. So I mean, you have that, and then the Yankees are always competitors. You know, lots of money, lots of money. They in always snag somebody players. in the middle of the season. So who knows? But obviously, or honestly, for me, man, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the top contender in the AL is the Astros. Mm. Yeah, so the thing is, the Yankees are uh, they uh, they're allergic to making it to the World Series. So they always have they always have the best team on paper, but when it comes down to it, they getting never it make done. It. No, they're regular season champs always. Um, out of the NL recently, it's been just uh, teams you really don't expect. Uh, you've had the Nationals, the Phillies, the um, Braves, uh, just teams that are not great in the regular season, catch fire at just the right right amount of time. Uh, come out of the NL. I don't even know who to pick. I mean, you got a lot there. I mean, you still have the Dodgers. Oh, I mean, yeah. The Padres. 
kind of upgraded their arsenal a little bit. Can I just bit. say the same thing I said last offseason? I really want a Subway Series in the World Series. Obviously, number one, I want the Rangers to go. I don't think that we're quite there yet. It's very tough to get to the World Series. I would love to see a Yankees-Mets Subway Series, World Series. Absolutely. I would be rooting for the Mets. I Absolutely. want the Mets to win it all. I I just I, I like the Mets a lot, and uh, they've been they've been doing a lot of good offseason moves in the last few years. They took Justin Verlander, right? So now they have and I don't an even extremely really like powerful one-two punch in Verlander and Degrom. I'm sorry, Verlander and Scherzer. We have Degrom. If and he's ever going to be healthy, a lot of their hitters are still there. They still have McNeil, who won a batting title. They've got Alonzo, who is an absolute beast Lindor. on first base. They got Lindor, and I think that they were they're going to be top to bottom. Yes, I think they're going to be solid contenders. I mean, maybe we could see the Cubs are going to be a lot better. They're kind of similar to the Rangers, where they have been. You know, up and down, mm, but... They've added some talent. They got Dansby Swanson. They took mm-hmm. Eric Hosmer, and then they got this young guy, Nico Horner, who kind of proved himself last year and is supposed to be good for them this year at second base. And so, I mean, who knows? Maybe they could sprout up out of the ground. I think we'll see some teams that aren't normally, haven't been good in the last few years, be better. Um, <clears throat> even the Orioles last year were, were kind of... Uh, they were doing a lot better than they have in the past. Uh Padres are going to be a team to watch out for. The Padres are going to be really good again. They're stacked. And they have Fernando Tatis back. And hopefully, for, I mean, I think they, yeah, they, hope, back in the middle they hope that you know they can actually get him for some games this year because obviously he's had some Off trouble. the field issues. And uh, he's been had some injury problems. So that kind of derailed essentially all of last season for him. And so hopefully they'll get some solid games out of him this year. I kind of agree with Nick. I don't see that many people uh, beating the Astros in the playoffs. I mean, yet. nobody just, in the American League's gotten to that point. They're extremely sound, top to bottom. I think the Rays. I think the Rays will be decent again. I think. All their hitters, and then um, they have an extremely deep and stacked bullpen. And whenever it comes to those long series games, that's where they really can get up on those other teams is because yeah. they have the pitching that can go the distance, right? Right. And they've got the hitting as well. Um, I think, though, that baseball is such a long season. There's so many games, and there's always magic that can happen. We've seen it in the NL the last couple of years. So at the beginning of the season, it's hard to predict who's going to come out of it. We could just tell you who we think or who, who we want to see at least. Um, but the biggest takeaway – from this episode is the MLB is moving in the right direction. Absolutely, as to keeping viewers and uh, generating revenue to keep the sport alive, because uh, I think in the last decade they kind of got lazy and it started going down. But I think they've woken up a little bit and they're they are uh, doing a great job, especially this off season of implementing those new rules. I'm excited. Absolutely, I'm excited yes. to watch some baseball. We are. About a week away from opening day, a little over a week. Yes, absolutely. And we could not be more pumped because we're ready to see some Rangers baseball. And we're just hoping that we're better than we were last season. Like, extremely better than a last lot better. season. Let's just start. Let's at, just say World Series. For better. this year, okay, let's say just, uh, let's just above 500. Okay? That would be nice. Can we do that? That would be nice. Please, can we do that? That's not a very, that's not a very high bar. 
to uh, to hit. So, here's what we like to end our shows on under review. I've brought you a quote by the great Rogers Hornsby. He said, "People ask me what I do in the winter when there's no baseball. I'll tell you what I do. I stare out the window and wait for spring." That's what we've been doing. Absolutely. That's what we've been doing. We've been chilling, waiting for spring, and spring has sprung. Spring has sprung, indeed, indeed. We are we are pumped for baseball and a um, little disappointed with the World Baseball Classic, but the MLB is right around the corner, and it'll help us forget about that and move on, uh, watch some Rangers baseball. But um, thank you all for listening to this episode. We hope you have a good week, and tune in next week for another episode of Under Review.